Good morning. I'm here to give you an update on the FBI's investigation of Secretary Clinton. What I want to do is tell you what we're recommending. But first, let me tell you what we found. 110 emails in 52 email chains have been determined to contain classified information. What difference at this point does it make? Eight of those chains are top secret. 36 of those chains are secret. And eight contain confidential information. What difference at this point does it make? Everything I did was omitted. There was no law, no regulation. Secretary Clinton should have known that an unclassified system was no place for that conversation. To the contrary, nothing was marked classified. There is evidence that nothing was marked classified. Now, let me tell you what we found. Oh my God. 110 emails. It was not the best choice. 52 email chains. It was the mistake. It was determined to contain classified information. What difference at this point does it make? Eight of those chains were top secret. It wasn't the best choice. Six of those chains I said it was a mistake. Eight contained confidential information. What difference at this point does it make? With respect to our such a case. <laughs> I know there will be intense public debate. I know there will be intense public debate. I know there will be intense public debate. Public debate. What difference at this point does it make? 110 emails. It wasn't the best choice. 52 email chains. I made a mistake. I've been determined to contain classified information. What difference at this point does it make? Eight of those chains are absolutely not a good choice. Six of those chains. I said it was a mistake. Makes a lot of difference. Makes a lot of difference because the bottom line is we either destroy this criminal network that has a difference of uh, justice on one side from the other, or we're going to be destroyed. That's just, that's really what it's boiling down to. Now we've known this for a long time, but the American people are now having a heaping helping of this. Today we're going to do. The Durham Report for Dummies. <laughs> not that anybody's dumb. It's just that not everybody has time to go through 300 pages worth of baloney, right? Actually, the report is very factual. It's very much like what we've heard, what we heard from Comey all those years ago. This is Comey. If you're if you're new to all this, this is Comey. He was the director of the FBI, and basically he, he spelled it out years ago. Yes. She did this. She had all these emails on an unsecure server. It was illegal for her to do this. She should have known better. And But no, no reasonable prosecutor would bring this case. Why? Why? Because it's Hillary Clinton. Because she's in the elite. She's in the power structure. That's what he means. He can't. He didn't really say that, but that's the, that's the fact. And only... An idiot would bring a case like that. That's why it's we've got such a problem, because there this this network, this criminal network, is so powerful, and they protect their own. They protected Hillary, and that's really what the Durham report is all about: is showing clearly a difference of uh, you know not equal justice, just like we say in our, our pledge of allegiance, you know, uh, and and freedom and justice for all. 
for everybody. Well, that's not, you know, that's not the case. And that's what's really the point of the Durham report. And so then what do we do about it now that more people have eyes on it and are understanding it? So that's really what I'm hearing today to do is to see if I can um, break down what the Durham report was about. So make it fun and fairly simple and <laughs> I don't know how fun it's going to be. But anyway, those of you who are new, this is my website, freedomforce.live. I've been looking into all these things for since 2017, whatever, when I woke up October 2016, right about this same time that Comey came out, that was like a wake-up call for all of us because all these emails that came out in WikiLeaks that everybody in the world had, you know, now she's wanting to cover up what she had done and blame Trump. That's really what all this is about. Now, and all of their all their crimes, they know that they let Hill if they prosecute Hillary, then the whole house of cards falls down. But anyway, I've got all my videos on here. And also I look at how this is biblical. Literally, literally, this is biblical. This is the end of their criminal network. This is what this is. That's what this is. It's the end times for this baloney and a thousand years of peace for us. So definitely check into the books and the audiobooks are right here. You can check into those. Um, Devin Nunez, who has been following this and reporting on this and investigating this with Cash Patel for all these years also, he had some very good things to say about it and, and what this, what the Durham uh, report spells. Let me see if I can just get to the, his point here and you can hear what he has to say. Exactly. And that's why most Americans are saying, how can this happen? How can this happen in the United States of America? Now, as you know, I spent a lot of time abroad. I made a lot of friends overseas. And I have gotten so many calls after this Durham report from people who are saying, what in the hell is going on in the United States? How, could you, how can you guys have a justice system like this? I think a lot of people were shocked. A lot of them knew me. A lot of them knew that I was telling the truth. But when you see Durham go through this exhaustive three-year process and actually come forth with all of this information, that in any normal world, there, would be, there were so many crimes committed here. And, and remember, don't forget, that you had Obama. You asked me, what did Obama know about this? Well, the six, this was a, a stunt by the Hillary Clinton campaign in 16. It failed miserably because Donald Trump won overwhelmingly. Right. Then what happened? Obama was directly involved because he's the one that went back right after the election in 2016. He got all the intelligence agencies involved and they leaked out to the fake news media that, oh, the Russians must have done something and they were trying to help Trump. Obama did that, but Obama knew, but we now know from Durham, Obama knew and his team knew in August of 16 that this was a dirty trick by the Hillary Clinton campaign. Unbelievable, so yeah. I, I think the question is, you know, where do we go from here? That's the real question. Yeah, right? so it's not a conspiracy theory. This is on this Durham investigation for four years. It, it le leaving no stone unturned. Did he have indictments? No. And the reason is just like with Comey. You can't indict these people. <laughs> I mean, it's it would, we will. But I'm just saying, he's saying you can't indict them no matter what law they break. And that's really the point of the Durham investigation. That's what he's going to say right here. I, Where I do mean, we go? One yeah. thing we at least... We at least have as our. Oh, that was on. I'm sorry. That was on another one that he, he talked about that. He said, basically, this is this Durham report spells. It, it points out that there is no justice system in America. This is the tombstone of the justice system in America. And it says that this is what basically what, what Devin Nunez said. He said that it's 
that, that we knew that there were criminal acts being done by the top people in the government and we could do nothing about it. That's what he said. But we know we will. We know we've not come this far and had this many people wake up and this huge movement of the American people to, to let this type of justice system stand. It will not happen because people realize from this that it's either them or us. We're going to win. And that's all there is to it. We're not going to allow them to rule us uh, in this injustice system. We won't. We won't. And so, you know, just just hang on for the ride. So this is where the, the report is, justice.gov slash storage slash durhamreport.pdf. Okay, so it was not that readily available. Everyone's talking about it, but how do you actually go and read 316 pages? And so I've got it right here. Uh, when you start on page uh, four, of the, then you start with the, the table of contents, and it goes on and on and on and on and on. Actually, it takes a while just to read the table of contents for, I think it's 10 pages long. And so he, it's, it's a very detailed table of contents, which is, which is helpful. I wanted to go, kind of go through a little bit of that. But anyway, again, I'm going to say justice.gov slash storage slash durhamreport.pdf. Okay, so basically when you start up here, they're talking about what do you do on one of these investigations. And he's, you know, obviously the principles in, in, in section number three, uh, A, the, the, ter the determination to prosecute, substantial federal interest, most serious readily provable offense, unpopularity, interests of uncharged parties. The point is, are you are they bringing a, this these uh, this prosecution against President Trump for legitimate means or is it a witch hunt? <laughs> and as President Trump has said many times, it's because it's a witch hunt, and that's what Durham also uh, found. Then also when you when they start to do an investigation, they have to determine, okay, do we have a, do, do we just, we just do a preliminary. Okay. So for example, right here in, in uh, B, um, let's see, B, da, da, da. I guess it would be B2A, the levels of investigation, activity authorized before opening an assessment. So first you, 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 know, you do some activity first before you even open an assessment of the case, and then you do the assessment, and then you do the preliminary investigation, and then you do a full investigation. Well, with President Trump, they, went, they skipped all that, and they went straight to a full investigation. They, they said, we have no time to, to play around. We've got to you know, get all hands on deck and jump into a full investigation. And they knew they didn't have any evidence, but they needed to get the ability through the FISA courts to spy on President Trump one way or the other. And so that they could find something, some shred, and they have not been able to find anything on President Trump. That tells you something huge. He's clean as a whistle, okay? But they were bound and determined to find something, anything that they possibly could. So that's normally the way investigations go, but not in this case with President Trump. All right, so then let's scroll down here a little bit. It says in uh, Section D, okay, well, the Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Act, okay, that's the FISA. When I talk about FISA, that's about um, this, this court that gives the intelligence department the ability to spy on a U.S. citizen, okay? You're not allowed to, do, you know, allowed to do that. You, what they've done in the past They've they've uh, they've used their counterparts maybe in the British intelligence to spy on Americans. Okay, but the problem is that all starts to unravel when you go to court. 
they're like, oh, well, how did you get this information? Well, our British buddies have told us, okay? So they have a they have a way through the FISA court to spy on American citizens, okay? And so they have to prove, you know, you know that they have a probable cause to do this. Well, we're going to find that they didn't. They made it up and, and literally completely made it out of the thin air, okay? Okay, then D, the statutes used to evaluate possible criminal conduct. So you first start with a standard of proof beyond a reasonable doubt. And then you have, did they make false statements? Did they do perjury? Did the President Trump do any of this? Well, I will say Biden has done all these, right? But anyway, this is what they're looking at. In order for them to go to do a full investigation on someone, they, they have to have done something. One of these that I'm listing here, and obviously President Trump did not. Did he make false statements? No. Perjure himself? No. Falsification of records? No. Obstruction of justice? Violation of civil rights? I'm sorry, this is probably too small for you to see. Let me see if I can make it a little bit bigger. Let me make it Yeah. Is that bigger? Is that, can you read that now? Raise your hand. <laughs> Violation of civil rights? Conspiracy to violate civil rights? Okay, you have to have two or more people who conspire together to make that happen. Um, a general conspiracy statute, campaign contributions, campaign contributions by foreign uh, nationals, which we're going to show, see how Hillary had, had that, um, fraud against the U.S., money laundering, disclosure of national defense information. All of that, all of that. Uh, you know what? I better, I better pause real quick because I'm afraid this didn't work. Hold on real quick. All right, so then we get into the beef of the of the report. Okay, so this is all what I had said before is all the things that they have to prove in order to have an FBI investigation. This is again why we're saying that this FBI, all this investigation, this is just a this is a just a way for them to do a witch hunt against their political enemies. Anyone who stands in their way, then they do an investigation to to destroy them. This is what they've been doing for years. And we're we're you know we thought that the FBI was uh, was you know uh, helping in our um, justice system, and been and we're finding out that that is clearly not the case. Okay, so when we get down to section um, four, let's see if I can find that right there. All right. So we get down here a little farther, you start to see that they have an evidence of predisposition to investigate President Trump. There's no doubt about it. They have, they, here they go, in number two, they have an evidence of predisposition to investigate Trump. They, they, they want to get him. And so you can't, it cannot be this political witch hunt. Okay, so he's, he's, uh, shown evidence of that okay and so then they open this crossfire hurricane as a full investigation that's number three and then b um just some of the ones that just jumped out at me the lack of intelligence information supporting the premise of crossfire hurricane i'm going to show you some of those pages specifically about that and then uh on b look at look at b right here the, the fbi um and the department's disparate treatment of candidates, Clinton and Trump. Anyway, what, what that means is unequal treatment. Okay. And that's where they keep talking about uh, the, um, the, the defense briefing. So I'm going to go into that. Okay. And then it's talking about here, the allegations on number three, allegations on uh, involving the Clinton Foundation. So he goes into that. He, he, that comes into this uh, investigation that Durham, did for all these years, what, three or four years, that it brought in all these allegations into the Clinton Foundation. Why? Because they're showing that they were not treated 
the same by any stretch, okay? So it's, it's again, it's not freedom and justice for all. It's, it's just, you know, freedom for them and justice, you know, for us that it gets, we get nailed for nothing. All right, so then uh, it's on C, investigative re- referral of the possible Cl- Clinton campaign plan. When they talk about the Clinton campaign plan, that is her 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 um, plan to vilify Trump for this bogus thing about Russia, 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 went just to take away the attention from her emails. That's what the Clinton campaign plan is, and so then they they all work together. Uh, all the intelligence agencies, specifically the CIA and the FBI, so that they could, they could, you know, work her plan. So as if she's running the place, and we know she's a Soros girl. So who's really running our justice system? Hello, right? So and then, um, then it's talking about here the FBI awareness. I got to this point, and I was like, <laughs> my eyes are starting to cross. So I will get to do more, but here in, in section A number three, um, the, the, I got to the part where the, it has the White House briefing, where that brings in Obama. Okay, so I'm going to show you some of these pages and some of my scribbles, and so I hope that this is helpful. But they have this thing called a fusion cell. Interesting that they keep using the word fusion. We're going to show you that here in just a minute. Okay, let's just get started. Here is page 65. So when you when you finally get down to 65, you start to see some of this, uh, these, this, um, the beef, right? So um, let me just, I'll read a little portion of this about the Steele dossier. And I want to show you, for those of you who are new uh, to all this, or maybe you need a refresher, um, who Steele is and what is this dossier? Months later, on January 11, 2017, after the Steele dossier had been made public, New England Supervisory Special Agent 1 asked Supervisory Special Agent 1, I don't know why that, okay, it's our New England Supervisory Special Agent 1 asked Supervisory Special Agent 1 if anything was to be gleaned from the information he provided in July. It was at that time that the Agent 1 lets New England agent know that his team had received the same information through a separate reporting stream from a different source in context being Steele. So the, this, this information is being passed around to these different sources, uh, these different offices. Special Agent, um, Supervisory Special Agent 1 further advised that the second source was working with the same investigative firm that had given the information to the former uh, CHS, which is the Confidential Human Source. Sometime later, this New England agent had learned that his former CHS had developed the information related to Trump while working with Glenn Simpson and Fusion GPS. Catch that word, Fusion, too. All right, so I'm going to show you who are these people. Not that you you may have seen some of these people, but okay, so here is, here is Christopher Steele's information. Here he is. This is Christopher Steele. He's the British, the British agent who came up with the Steele dossier. And they're saying, oh, he's not going to have to get involved with this. Well, he's knee deep in it. (laughs) He can try not to be involved. Okay, so here it talks about, um, uh, this is a former, uh, a British former intelligence officer. Now, let me just tell you, you never are a former intelligence officer. You're always, they always say, oh, they're former. No, they're not. (laughs) No, they're not. That's, they're currently that. Uh, They're in for, just like our uh, the people, even after they leave the government, they still have their credentials. Have you noticed that? Did you hear about that? It's ridiculous. Okay. Anyway, so it, he's with the Secret Intelligence Service, MI6, 
six in in England from 1987 until his retirement in 2009. He, he's not, but whatever. He ran the Russia desk at MI6 headquarters in London between 2006, blah, blah, blah. Okay, so... He became the center of controversy after he authored a 35-page series of memos for a controversial political opposition research report, later known as the Steele Dossier. It was prepared for Fusion GPS, a firm hired by an attorney associated with Hillary Clinton 2016 presidential campaign. The dossier claims, based on anonymous sources, that Russia collected a file of compromising information on President Trump, Donald Trump, and that his presidential campaign conspired to cooperate with the Russians in their interference in the 2016 presidential elections. Well, that's a mouthful. He basically made up this 35-page report and sold it to the... Fusion GPS for the for Hillary Clinton and the DNC, okay, and making up lies against an innocent man, and they have done this over and over and over. The difference is President Trump has brought this to the light, and that's really what's what's helpful. All right, so this is the that's the Christopher Steele and the Steele dossier and this baloney made up report, okay, and that they were paid by for it by Hillary. For them to just absolutely make this up. And so here's the Glenn Simpson. Here's talking about that he, um, in April 2016, the National Committee in the Hillary Clinton campaign law firm, Perkins Coie. Let me see if I can make it a little bit bigger. It seems so small. It's as big as it can get. Sorry. Um, so uh, reta they retained Simpson's company. His company is Fusion GPS. And from April 2016 into early May, the Washington Free Beacon and the Clinton campaign DNC were independently both clients of Fusion GPS. In June 2016, uh, Fusion GPS hired Christopher Steele, a former, this guy right here, Christopher Steele, right here. They hired him uh, to obtain information on Trump. And Steele used his old context and farmed out research to native Russian speakers who made cell phones on his behalf. They just... Again, it was all totally bogus, and they have it, 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 it proved it, it was there was nothing to it. But this is the conspiracy behind it on what happened and how Hillary paid for it and made this plan. And and she was working with the FBI and the CIA to to destroy President Trump. That's just all there is to it. And and Dur the Durham report proves that. Okay, so this is uh, that's Glenn Simpson right there. I know it's kind of a. a, a grainy picture but yeah i uh he was giving a, a testimony to congress and i just really admire that checkerboard tie isn't that just a lovely lovely checkerboard tie they are all in on it together clearly okay so i want you to see uh i want you to see that so he's saying that he le they later uh learned that the this confidential human source had developed the information relating to trump while, <clears throat> while working with glenn simpson and Fusion GPS. So that's that was Glenn Simpson right there. So just so you kind of get the <laughs> I remember all these names and faces and all the guilty. Anyway, further, it does not appear. This is on page 66. It does not appear that the FBI was aware of the fact that essentially the same information the former confidential human source was providing to the, the New England agent was being provided to the media. By Simpson and Fusion GPS, so they got to put this out there to BuzzFeed, which just was destroyed. Praise the Lord! And also to um, you know, 
then it goes to MSNBC and CBS and all that, and they just run with it because, oh, well, it's been to Fusion GPS. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, 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 BuzzFeed. So let's just run with it, whether it's true or not. Okay, this was a pattern similar to the later employed in the Alpha Bank matter when the Alpha Bank allegations were provided to members of the media by Fusion GPS and then to the FBI through Michael Sussman. So that was a separate case, but this is the same thing they do over and over. This is the wrap-up smear or whatever, that they just, they, they come up with bogus information. They put it out to the FBI. They put it out to the CIA. They put it out to the media, and they just, they just, use that to destroy people, anyone who's not in their little team. Yeah. And the honest truth is they do this in your community. They do this in your state. They do this in our, in our country. This is how they have made sure that there were their people in these positions of power because they protect each other. That's the secret society code. All right. So then a little farther down says the OIG review provides the following succinct summary of the FBI's investigative activity prior to the receipt of the steel reports. By the date the crossfire hurricane teams received the six steel reports on September 19th, the investigation had been underway for approximately six weeks already. And the team had opened investigations on four individuals, Carter Page, George Papadopoulos, Paul Manafort, and Michael Flynn. Okay, so I'm going to show you super quick. This is Carter Page right here. That's Carter Page. He was an advisor to the president on, uh, he's an uh, expert in American petroleum industry. He's a consultant on that. So he was a, he was a, a, a supporting President Trump as far as um, uh, giving him information on, on that. But he also has worked with, Russians in his business. And so, you know, they, let me see what it says here. Page was a focus on the 2017 special counsel investigation into links between Trump associates and the Russian officials and the Russian interference on behalf of Trump during the 2016 presidential election. Now you can't take wiki, uh, Wikipedia as gospel. Okay. Because I already, I've found lots of mistakes in it. Uh, especially now that this Durham report has come out, they still, they haven't updated it, but either way, the point is Carter Page was a consultant to President Trump and they knew that he had uh, ties to Russia. They'd already known that. They'd already known that for a long, long time. But they, when they went to get a FISA uh, approval to spy on Carter Page, they didn't tell that. They didn't tell that. They said, oh, he's got, he's got connections to the Russians. So he, that's a, that's, he's likely called, uh, uh, the one who's, who's helping President Trump to work for the Russians. Okay. Russia, Russia, Russia. All right, so, but they knew this. He had already, you know, told them that he was, you know, he he had already filed documents that he was working with them on in business. Okay, so the whole thing was, it was just a a smokescreen. And the the honest truth is, the FISA court accepted the baloney, and they only get to by law, uh, uh, allowed them to spy for 60 days, but then they have to renew it. And so then every time they kept renewing it and renewing it, renewing it, they kept re repeating this lie, basically, that Carter Page did not, you know, that he was, uh, you know, doing something with the Russians, which, you know, they, if they had given what they call inculpatory or exculpatory, uh, 
information, they would have said, hey, but he's got business dealings. Of course he's going to talk to Russians. See what I'm saying? And they, they're not allowed to do that. They're not allowed to, you know, put their hand behind their back and cross their fingers, whatever, and not tell the truth. Okay. So, uh, that's, they used Carter Page for that purpose. And then George Papadopoulos was also an advisor to President Trump. And he was simply at a meeting in London. And it turns out someone came there and whatever. They just used all this, uh, this, this, uh, political person downer came to the meeting just they were at, at, at a bar getting drinks and and so the, he they just turned it into something that it wasn't and his life has been turned upside down over this and you know it's it's evil what they do and i mean that can you imagine being in that situation where the fbi brings all of their power down to bear on you and says you're some kind of you know russian plant and or, or working with the russians and all of this this is exactly what they did they did this also to Manafort and also to General Flynn. These people have been through untold grief because of the criminal FBI and the CIA working together. Okay, so that's what I want you to see there on page from page 66. So in addition, the pro, during the prior six weeks, the team had used the CHS to conduct operations against Page, Papadopoulos, and a high-level Trump campaign official, although those operations had not resulted in the collection of any inculpatory information. Inculpatory is nothing that they had found would establish guilt, and but they just kept going. They just kept going. And again, as I was saying before, you're not allowed to do that. Don't just go on a witch hunt, on a on a fishing expedition, okay? The FBI personnel told the OIG that the FBI did not use national security letters or compulsory process prior to obtaining the first FISA orders. FBI Dep uh, Deputy General Counsel Anderson said that early on, FBI managers took off the table any idea of legal process because the FBI was trying to move very quietly. In other words... I think what they're doing here, and I think it brings it into light a little bit more on maybe some of the other pages, but is that basically they're saying, well, because Trump, we don't have evidence of it, but we think that that Trump is working with the Russians. And so we don't want to, you know, uh, you know, we want to move very quietly and we don't want to, you know, give him any information. And he, uh, we're going to talk about this in a second, defensive briefings, because we want, we want to, and we don't want to go through the, any idea of a legal process about this. We just want to keep doing this, uh, spying. And so they can dig and dig and dig to try to find anything, any scrap, any scintilla of anything. And they haven't. What does that tell you? All right. So this is what it talks about on a defensive brief. They, you, you'll hear uh, Jim Jordan talking about defensive brief. You're like, what in the world is that? Basically, when when you're running, let's say you're running for president and you, you know, you're just trying to run a campaign and maybe you're not totally familiar with how, you know, maybe foreign com uh, governments or people will try to, to, uh, to worm their way into your uh, campaign. So you, they would give you because you're, you know, they're, they have a vested interest to keep these foreign actors out of the of the U.S. campaigns, they would give you a defensive brief saying, "Hey, beware of this group. Beware of that person. They are they've been known. To, they work with the CCP, or we know that they have this information or that information. Uh, that, that you know they they have this uh, background, and so they would be a danger to your campaign. That's what they should have done." They did this for Hillary, but they didn't do it for President Trump. And again, what does that tell you? President Trump is working with the 
the good guys, the white hats, and they know all of this. They don't need a defensive brief, which is, would be baloney from the FBI or the CIA anyway. But the point is, they, the, for them, as it said, as I was reading on the table of contents, they treated di- them, Hillary Clinton and President Trump, disparately, differently. Uh, they, didn't, they didn't treat them equally and fairly. Okay, so, all right, so the next portion here and that I want to go into is, I don't know what page this is, but um, it's talking about um, that they had no indication as to which person in the Trump campaign allegedly received the offer from the Russians. Well, how in the world do you have an investigation if you don't even know someone who received this, this offer? <laughs> you know, we don't know who did. We don't know where it came from. We just know somebody did. It's like, you don't have anything. And even the British were like, they were saying, we're not getting involved. Steele did, but, you know, but the, but the, they did not get involved because they said, this thing is thin. This thing is, is not, there's nothing to this. Okay. So because the possibility existed that someone on the Trump campaign could have taken the Russians up on their offer, I thought it was wise to open an investigation and look into the situation. There's a possibility. Yeah. And there's a possibility that I've, you know, anything, anything, anything. They can make up anything, any time of the day. This is the problem with the FBI and why it needs to be defunded. Anyway, how, how these observations can be reconciled with the defensive briefing, briefings pr- provided to Clinton and others is unclear. That they would not give uh, President Trump any defensive briefings and they're protecting Hillary Clinton. It's unclear. Well, he's being very generous with his word unclear. The point on the word unclear is he, I'll just, <laughs> he wouldn't say it, but I will. It's unfair. It's, un, you know, un, unequal, un, you know, unacceptable that they would treat her differently from the way they did pre- treated President Trump. The FBI's decision to conduct defensive briefings in the investigation of foreign government to's foreign influence efforts is given, is curious. Again, curious. He's, <laughs> he won't use the word criminal. He won't use, because there, he's not going to bring indictments. That's just a fact. Uh, given that defensive briefings could reduce could reduce the likelihood of success of any investigation into the foreign influence allegations and that candidates and public officials might less uh, might then be less likely to interact with the representatives of foreign governments the uh, government too the decision to provide defensive briefings to clinton and others seemed to conflict directly with mccabe's notion that providing a defensive briefing to trump could eliminate or reduce the ability to get to the bottom of the threat so because they're already concluded in their minds that President Trump is in on some kind of Russian nefarious dealing, okay? And so the, the, their whole point is to try to get him. That's, it's, he's showing this. That's what the point of this, of what he's, this whole discussion right here is. He says, and um, the possibility existed that the campaign had ultimately taken Russia up on the purported offer is also unpersuasive. You see all these words? Okay, did y'all catch that? Did y'all catch that? He's like, um, it's unclear, it's curious, it's unpersuasive. That's what Durham is saying is, I don't buy your load of, you know what, <laughs> right? When, when viewed in the light of the planned activity of foreign government too, given the unknowns that existed in that investigation. Then nevertheless, the FBI went forward with the defensive briefings in that investigation, an investigation predicated on the receipt of corroborated information, but failed to conduct defensive briefings to the Trump campaign and an investigation predicated on less certain information. So what they're talking about, they, 
they knew with Hillary that she had had these these emails that she you know, she had been dealing with some of these foreign actors. They knew that all they had all this information and that she had taken money from some of them. And they gave her all these defensive briefings and gave her the benefit of the doubt. But with President Trump, oh no, we're going. We think that he's up to something naughty, and we're gonna get him. Okay, so that's really what he's saying. Um, we're gonna get more into the money that she got. Just it really, it's a it's a pittance what he's talking about because she's taken as we know millions. Anyway, so this is about the FISA request to get so they can they can uh, spy on Carter, Carter Page and that way leapfrog to spy on President Trump. Okay, because you can do three people deep. So let's say Carter Page emails another person who emails President Trump. That allows them to to spy on all of them. Okay, does that make sense? Anyway, the FBI, uh, the FBI and, the and the department's measured approach to these foreign influence allegations, including Clinton, also stands in stark contrast to the speed with which the FBI undertook to include the Steele report allegations in the FISA request it submitted to OI targeting Page. I mean, they were like quick as a wink with President with with Clinton. They've done all this investigation. Comey's done all this investigation. And it was, it, they, oh, we're not, we can't, you know, no pro, reasonable prosecutor would bring such a case. And they just, oh, we're just, you know, they had to do that investigation because WikiLeaks came out. And then they had to do the investigation and get it put to bed as quick as they could because they didn't want it to affect her campaign. Well, too bad. <laughs> it did. Um, Anyway, so because it was the, it was the truth, it was these emails. That is why uh, Assange is still in hot water to this day. What an amazing patriot! What an amazing hero of for all time is someone to expose all this. Now she, uh, her own, her own words condemn her that she did this of her own free will. That she, she said, wasn't wasn't a, it was a mistake. It wasn't the greatest decision I've ever made to have these emails out there, but uh, it was because she is on the take. It's a pay for play. Uh, she she would you know they they could see all of her emails and then they could they would pay her for to do whatever they wanted. And so she gave them open access to it, you know, and all these different people had access. And so Assange got access, and so he says, okay, well then I'll I'll put if you're having it open, then then you clearly aren't worried about protecting national secrets. Okay, so. Anyway, so uh, so it's in stark contrast to the speed. They're it's just in a hurry to get Trump, whereas on the Clinton case, they're in a hurry to cover it up. It's speed in both cases, but uh, different. Uh, who they're trying to get? Anyway, during the period between the drafting of the initial FISA request to get the bill approval to spy on President Trump through Carter Page and the approval of the application by the Deputy Attorney General Evans, who was previously consulting, consulted regarding the allegation of uh, federal government to foreign influence, it raised concerns in a call with FBI Special Assistant Lisa Page about, um, among other things, Steele's personal bias. His unknown sourcing, all these anonymous sources, you could just make it up out of thin air, right? And that the use of FISA authorities was bad from a policy perspective, to which Page's notes appear to indicate in response, we accept information from biased people all the time. We, looked, we look terrible if we pull our punch due to pol uh, policy political concern. We believe the information and sourcing is good. We believe it. 
we believe in steel <laughs> because we believe him. Therefore, it must be true. Of course it's true. Even she doesn't believe her own words. As leaks continue to trickle, it's one of the only opportunities to see reflections. Anyway, I don't even know what that means, but whatever. So she's just trying to give, uh, oh, we just, we're trying to see the trickle of information. Is that what she's saying? The trickle of information. Okay, so I'm going to show you my favorite picture of, no, not that one. Uh, where is it? That one. Okay, so actually, Lisa Page is not on this one, but this picture is was uh, so cute that it, uh, I don't even know who came up with this picture. It's such a great picture, but this is uh, Peter Strzok. Okay, that's him right there. And I think, I think that might be Comey. I think that's Comey. And then Mueller right there. And Brennan, the head of the, of the CIA. So how they're all you know, so corrupt, swamp creatures, and they're trying to destroy President Trump. It's really quite amazing. So at least we could put Lisa Page in there somewhere. So she's right in there with them to get Trump. Okay, so let's see. Let's keep going. Is this, does this make it easier? I hope this makes it easier for you guys. Anyway, so now on page 74. So they had corroborated. Let me go back. 73. Okay, let me go back to this. Okay, despite the concerns raised by Evans, the FBI and the department proceeded to obtain authority from the FISA court to, to spy, to conduct surveillance of Page slightly more than one month after the Crossfire Hurricane investigations. Investigators first received these steel reports. The speed with which surveillance of a U.S. person associated with Trump's campaign was authorized in the face of the unverified steel reports and in the absence of a defensive briefing, they didn't even warn President Trump. Oh, this this could be a person. This could be a, a danger to you. No, they didn't. They wouldn't tell him that. Uh, being provided to then candidate Trump are difficult to explain. Okay, y'all hearing all these words? <laughs> Does that make sense? Difficult to explain. What was it? Uh, what was the other one? Uh, all these these little ways. Uh, these um, curious, unclear, right? So all these these words. It's it's difficult to explain. <laughs> what is he saying? He's saying they're they're dirty dogs. They're corrupt. This is criminal. He's not saying it's criminal, but that's what he's saying. Right? All right. It's difficult to explain compared to the FBI and department's actions nearly two years earlier when confronted with Clinton, the corroborated allegations of the attempted foreign influence involving Clinton. They didn't treat her the same, right? Because she's Clinton. Because she's Hillary. She's one of them. So this threat of, here's a threat of this foreign election influenced by foreign government number three. So on this one, this person who was known to the FBI to have foreign intelligence and criminal connections had solicited this, this CHS, this uh, confidential human source, to set up a meeting with candidate Clinton because Insider One wanted to provide something that the, the, the CHS understood to be campaign contributions on behalf of Foreign Government Three to, in exchange for the protection of Foreign Government Three's interests should Clinton become president. In other words, we want to pay you for something in case you become president, okay? All right, so they suggested um, CHS schedule a separate meeting for this insider, okay? And so then the insider decided not to attend, and they asked CHS to deliver a message of support to Hillary. We're not going to go to the meeting because it's people, if people have found out about that we're a foreign agent, we, we you know, they, they, we don't want to raise any trouble for you, so we're not going to go to the meeting, but we're not going to go to the event, but 
we definitely support you. And then they said, they, without the knowledge of or prior, prior approval of the handling agent, CHSA had made a $2,700 campaign contribution prior to the event. We, we're up, you know, we like you and we want, there's more where that came from, in other words. Okay, so again, they didn't provide, uh, you know, they were trying to support and protect Hillary. And so you'll see here in just a second, they said, oh, no one look into any more of the Hillary stuff. And that's exactly what Comey said. You know, we're, nobody look into any of that. The only reason Comey did that back in the day was because the WikiLeaks was such a bombshell. And so when he looked into all these emails and yes, he agreed that they found all this, they said, well, she made a mistake, but no one would bring this prosecution. Okay. All right, so this is on page 76. When interviewed by the office after this, about this contribution, one of CHSA's FBI handlers couldn't explain why this apparent illegal contribution was not documented in the FBI records. Huh, wonder, oh, wow. Oops, uh-oh, sorry. I, I don't know. I have no idea. How could that happen? And it wasn't documented. I don't know little shoulder shrug, shoulder shrug. All right. So then on page 77, it says the FBI did not provide the Clinton campaign or the Trump campaign, a defensive briefing regarding foreign government three's foreign election influence efforts. Um, contrasted with the FBI's rapid opening of crossfire hurricane, the FBI appears to have made no effort to inv investigate the possible illegal campaign contribution, which allegedly was a precursor to the contribution of a significant sum by Insider One on behalf of Foreign Government Three, or the Clinton campaign's purported acceptance of that campaign contribution that was made by the FBI's own long-term CHS on behalf of Insider One. So there was no in in uh, effort to investigate Hillary when she was clearly taking money that was from a foreign source. Now, so that's, that's really about defensive briefings and about their difference of, of how they would treat them. Now let's get to the allegations include involving the Clinton foundation because they opened the door to go, well, you know why she's, she's receiving money, uh, into the Clinton foundation, you know, so what, tell us what more about what, what's going on with that. So on February 2016, February 1, 2016, a meeting was held to discuss the foundation investigations. Present for the meeting from the FBI were, among others, Executive Assistant Director Randy Coleman, Criminal Investigative Division Assistant Director Joe Campbell, and Acting OGC Section Chief One. Those present from the department, including Criminal Division Assistant Attorney General Leslie Caldwell and Public Integrity Section Chief Ray Holzer. Holzer, remember Holzer. Holzer, I think it'd be better named Hustler, <laughs> okay? Hustler uh, noted that the FBI briefing was poorly presented and that there was insufficient predication for at least one of the investigations due to its reliance on allegations contained in a book. Oh, this isn't contained in a book. That means it can't be true, right? A hustler. I'm just going to call him Hustler, okay? <laughs> you guys remember his name is Holzer, but I really think his name is Hustler. Okay. I think that's the name he got as a, as the, as one of the, one of the bad guys. Oh gosh. Come on phone. 
don't do me that away. Anyway, um, <laughs> Hustler also downplayed the information provided by the New York field office, CHS, and recalled that the amount involved in the financial reporting was de minimis. It's nothing. It's nothing. Well, how much does it have to be for you to be concerned about it? A million? Ten million? How many, how many millions does it take for you to say it's not de minimis? Although Hustler declined prosecution on behalf of the public integrity section, he told the office he made it clear, however, that his decision was not binding on the various U.S. attorney's offices or FBI field divisions. It's just, that's just our, our choice and our thing. That doesn't affect them. Acting OGC Section Chief One recalled that the department's reaction to the Clinton Foundation briefing was hostile. They did not want anybody looking into Hillary. This is the same thing our whistleblowers are, are dealing with. If you come up and you touch, it's like, it's like radioactive to say anything against Hillary. To say anything against the FBI, they will crush you, right? Three weeks later, on February 22nd, 2016, another meeting was convened at FBI headquarters to, deter to discuss the foundation investigations. The meeting was chaired by McCabe. Okay, I don't have a picture of McCabe. Do I have a picture of McCabe? I don't think I have a picture of him. Anyway, McCabe. One, anyway, just another another swamp rat, okay, but who was a former FBI uh, uh, director. Okay, let me get back to where I was. All right, so this, McCabe was present for the meeting from the FBI were, among others, Coleman, Campbell, and representatives which from the affected field offices, including the then WFO assistant director in charge, Paul Abate. Abate. Uh, representatives from the department and the affected U.S. attorney's offices were also present. At the meeting, McCabe initially directed the field offices to close their cases. He told them, close your case. Don't have an open case on Hillary Clinton. Close your case. But, but, um, but following objections, he agreed to consider the final disposition of the cases. He says, okay, keep going, and then, and then let me know what you find, okay? But they were, they were not, he was not going to let it go forward, just like Comey. They could find anything in the world. We found this many emails. Can you imagine working at the FBI? How frustrating would it be? You find all this, uh, the smoking gun, you find all of this, and they won't prosecute. It's, you know, it's frustrating for you and me. It's frustrating for them. All right. Um, and so, and especially if you say anything, you're, you'll get crushed, right? So he, he, in this interview with the office, Abate described McCabe as negative, annoyed, and angry. McCabe. He was not happy that they were doing anything that could harm Hillary Clinton. According to Abate, McCabe stated that they, the department, say there's nothing here. And why are we even doing this? Why are we even going on and looking at anything? Why are we wasting our time looking at anything on Hillary Clinton? What a waste of our time. That's what they're trying to do. At the close of the meeting, Campbell directed for, that for any overt investigative steps to be taken, the deputy director's approval would be required. They've, they've, they've tied the investigators' hands behind their back. For them to be able to do anything, they're going to have to get approval. And that would slow walk the whole thing. Really, and so really, that's really what the, is that the 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 heart of restoring justice is that you have the power in the hands of the investigators and not in the hands of the leaders. Okay, it, that they would be able to stymie these investigations. That's really what it boils down to, and that they would not be able to prevent them from going to trial. 
Okay. And that's really, I think a, a big part of it as well as, you know, removing some of this funding that is, that is wrong, whatever. So, uh, whatever, we'll, we'll get into that later. But anyway, this restriction on overt investigative activity essentially remained in place until August 2016. Abate recalled the FBI personnel from the field offices left the meeting frustrated with the limitations placed on them by the deputy director. So you can see how the F, it, it, I think, in my opinion, that exonerates a lot of the F, the the regular guys at the FBI, just like we saw with Mr. Friend and the, and the other ones of the whistleblowers, that they are just trying to do their job and they're getting uh, crushed. Okay, that shows you right there that there, there are many good people, but, but this whole thing needs to be revamped. Uh, and, and, and it says this even in the post. It says something about that the, the FBI would not be... Oh, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> that was the Federal Reserve. Not that it would be re, um, removed, but that it would be restructured. And I think maybe very similar to the FBI. So much of this is going to have to be restructured. Okay, so now this is about the Clinton campaign plan. Remember me saying that when I was reading in the, in the uh, table of contents? Investigative referral of possible Clinton campaign plan. The office considered as part of its investigation the government's handling of certain intelligence and it received that it received during the summer of 2016. That intelligence concerned the purported, quote, approval by Hillary Clinton on July 26, 2016 of a proposal from one of her foreign policy advisors to vilify Donald Trump by stirring up a scandal claiming interference by the Russian security services. This was a Hillary Clinton plan, and Durham said that in the report. Huge. This is on page 81. We refer to that intelligence hereafter as the Clinton plan intelligence. DNI John Ratcliffe declassified the following information about the Clinton plan intelligence in September 2020 and conveyed it to the Senate Judiciary Committee. And I think that's what um, uh, Nunez was on. In late July 2016, U.S. intelligence agencies obtained insight into Russian intelligence analysis alleging that U.S. presidential candidate Hillary Clinton had approved a campaign plan to stir up a scandal against U.S. President Can presidential candidate Donald Trump by tying him to Putin and the Russians' hacking of the Democratic National Committee. The whole thing, he is selling, it was a smear campaign. It was a fake campaign. The whole thing was fake. And they've known this for all this time. It's been, I'm sure, very, very frustrating for Devin Nunez, of course, for President Trump, for Devin Nunez, for uh, 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 Cash Patel. The IC, intelligence community, does not know the accuracy of these allegations or the extent to which the Russian intelligence analysis may reflect exaggeration or fabrication. It's all fabrication. It's completely fabricated. Completely made up. According to his handwritten note, CIA Director Brennan subsequently briefed Obama. So now this brings in Obama. He knew about this. He knew this thing was a hoax. And so the Russians are mad. They say that, that Putin can't come into, I'm sorry, <laughs> that Obama can't go into Russia. Not that he was going to go, but the point is they're upset because they were, they've been blamed that they're in cahoots with a president, you know, a presidential candidate, and that they're, you know, meddling in elections and all that. No, that's you. All right. So now they, they came out and said, we read this report and we're, we've uh, made it where you can't come into Russia. Oh, Mr. Obama. Anyway, so Brennan went to the White House, went to President Obama and other senior national security office officials, 
I'm reading right here at the bottom, uh, on the intelligence, including the alleged approval by Hillary Clinton on July 26, 2016, of a proposal from one of her foreign policy advisors to vilify Donald Trump by stirring up a scandal claiming interference by Russian security services. This is the Clinton plan, and this is known by Obama. And Durham has has let everybody in the world know it. On, this, on the 7th of September, 2016, it was about that time that I woke up. <laughs> Most of us were like, wait, that was when we were waking up, when all this stuff was coming out back in the day. Um, the U.S. intelligence officials forwarded an investigative referral to FBI Director James Comey and Direct Deputy Assistant Director of Counterintelligence Peter Strzok regarding U.S. presidential candidate Hillary Clinton's approval of a plan concerning U.S. presidential candidate Donald Trump and Russian hackers hampering uh, U.S. elections as a means of distracting the public from use, her use of a private email server. That is why. It wasn't just because she was trying to win the election. She was trying to take the heat off of herself for her clear violation of the, the confidential uh, uh, documents that she had you know, not, not kept safe on her server. The Clinton plan intelligence was relevant to the office's investigation for two reasons. First, the Clinton plan intelligence itself and on its face arguably suggests that a private actors affiliated with the Clinton campaign were seeking 2016 in, uh, in 2016 to promote a false or exaggerated narrative to the public. Election interference. Lies, lies, lies. They do it so long, so, so much and have done it for so long that they don't even bad an eye that this is just how we play of course we're doing you know, lying to the american people that's all they do every time they're talking they're lying to the american people and this false exaggerated narrative is not only to the public but also to the u.s government agencies about trump's possible ties to russia Given the significant quantity of materials the FBI and other government agencies did in fact receive during the 2016 presidential election season and afterwards, that originated with and or were funded by the Clinton campaign or affiliated persons, the Clinton planned intelligence prompted the office to consider whether there was in fact a plan by the Clinton campaign to tie Trump to Russia in order to stir up a scandal in advance of the 2016 presidential election. They got such a horde of documents. Oh, look at this, look at this, look at this, to try to get them to, you know, vilify Trump. They said, is this, is this maybe from the Clinton campaign? Is this an uh, a ploy to, to vilify him just during this election? It didn't work because she's such a lousy candidate. But anyway, so yeah, that's what they were doing. There's to stir up this scandal. And so that they were wondering if that was what was happening. And the plan was intentionally to provide knowingly false and or misleading information to the FBI and other agencies in furtherance of such a plan. Now, if you recall, I was saying back here when I was reading the, <laughs> reading all this gigantic, um, um, uh, table of contents that's what that's a naughty naughty to give false information to the fbi right i think it's one of the ten commandments too <laughs> right and the lord said you know not to bear false witness against your neighbor well that's all she does that's all she does uh, and murder too but whatever anyway second the clinton plan intelligence was also highly relevant to the office's review and investigation because it was part of the mosaic of information that became known to certain u.s officials at or before the time they were made that they made critical decisions in the crossfire hurricane case and related to law enforcement and intelligence efforts. So they could say, oh, well, 
it wasn't our fault. It's because we got all this information from this, from the uh, other campaign, from Clinton's campaign. Okay. Put another way, this intelligence taken at face value was arguably highly relevant and exculpatory because it could read, it could be read in fuller context and in combination with other facts to suggest that materials such as the Steele dossier and the Alpha Bank allegations were part of a political effort to smear a political opponent. Duh. Duh. Right? So, anyway, so that's, that he brought this up in the, in the Durham report. Now, the other thing he brought up, and this is as far as I got, because I was like, oh, my eyes are glazing over, is the White House briefing. This is where we bring in our evil, the evil man, uh, Brennan. This is Brennan right here, the former head of the CIA, and he is just so, so evil. Anyway, so look at what he did on August 3rd, 2016. Within days of receiving the Clinton plan intelligence, Director Brennan met with President, Vice President, and other senior administration officials, including but not limited to the Attorney General, the FBI Director, in the White House Situation Room to discuss Russian election interference efforts. Yeah, this is about the Russian election interference. In other words, they can't call it the plan to get Trump. <laughs> That's what it was. According to Brennan's handwritten notes and his recollections from the meeting, he briefed on uh, he briefed on relevant intelligence known to date on Russian election interference, including the Clinton plan intelligence. Specifically, Director Brennan's declassified handwritten notes reflect that he held he briefed the meeting's participants regarding the alleged approval by Hillary Clinton on July 26 of a proposal from one of her campaign advisors to vilify Donald Trump by stirring up a scandal claiming interference by the Russian security services. The plan was to vilify Trump. Going to call it Russian uh, election interference, but it's a, it's a plan to destroy Trump. Okay, and so he took that to the White House and not only Obama, but also, uh, you know, all of them. All of them knew about it. They knew that this was a this whole thing was made up, and they've allowed it to go on all this time. And imagine you got this 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 uh, this information from because you're on the ju uh, judicial committee, like Nunez and Shifty Shift. He got this information and he continued on with the lies. That's that's why they're like get rid of him, get out, get him out of here because he gave cover for the mainstream media to continue perpetuating this lie. We cannot continue where <coughs> everything in our country is, is run on these lies. And so if you have, have you noticed, I've read that, that little quote there three different times, the one about the Clinton plan to vilify president Trump. That's what he briefed them on. Brennan briefed them on in the white house. All right. So then, um, then they have to say, okay, well then this is what we're going to do. We're going to get the CIA and the FBI and we're going to make a, a we're going to join together forces against President Trump and all the intelligence agencies, 17 intelligence agencies. Isn't that funny? And they called this a referral memo. Okay. If you were back in the day, we had a, we had a, a, a Twitter storm that went out, release the memo, hashtag release the memo. And we wanted to know what was this memo? Basically, this memo was, we're going to join together the CIA and the FBI to vilify Trump. And we're going to, anything that anyone brings up about Hillary, we're going to push that down and we're going to push forward how to destroy Trump. 
okay? And we're going to call it Crossfire Hurricane. Interesting name. All right, five days later, September 7, 2016, the CIA completed its, its referral memo in response to an FBI request to relevant, for relevant information reviewed by the Fusion Cell. I find that very interesting. I don't use the word fusion very often. Do you? And so we've got Fusion GPS, which is we're refusing all these resources together uh, to make this <laughs> this baseball to just you know to blast someone. So this is, and then now we've got the Fusion Cell, which is the CIA and the FBI and all these seventeen agencies going against President Trump. Okay, that's really what the Fusion Cell is in this case. Okay, Fusion GPS is a firm that is used to get opposition research against your political enemies. All right, so remember those. Fusion Cell is the CIA and the FBI and the 17 agencies against President Trump. The Fusion GPS was the opposition research against your political opponents. Okay, the CIA addressed the referral memo to the FBI director and to the attention of uh, Peter Strzok, the assistant director. Peter Strzok, remember Peter Strzok? Creepy creep that he is. This one right here, that's Peter Strzok right there. It is Lover Lisa Page, right? They made, President Trump's made them famous. The CIA addressed the referral memo to the FBI director and to the, okay, and to Peter Strzok. The referral memo, which mentioned the Clinton plan, intelligence, stated, per the FBI request, CIA provides the below examples of information the Crossfire Hurricane Fusion Cell has gleaned to date. An exchange, so this is what all these agencies have gotten so far. An exchange discussing U.S. presidential candidate Clinton's approval of a plan concerning presidential candidate Donald Trump and Russian hackers hampering U.S. elections as a means of distracting the public from the use of her private email server. According to open sources, Guccifer 2 is an individual or group of hackers whom U.S. officials believe is tied to Russian intelligence services. Also, per open sources, Guccifer 2 claimed credit for hacking the DNC this year. Okay. That's just a line of baloney. There were not Russian hackers that hacked the DNC. This was just a, a, what they were going to say. It's not the truth. It's just this is what we, we're going to, this is the, the line of baloney we're going to push out there. Okay. Oh, it was Guccifer 2 that, is, that, you know, that uh, hacked the DNC servers. And isn't that awful? How about, let's just not worry about that. Let's worry about what were in these emails. What were in these emails? It was about yoga, right, Clinton? Right, right Hillary? Uh, the point, <laughs> if you remember, uh, uh, you know, they're, they're making these financial dealings with, with, you know, just like just like Joe Biden is doing with the CCP and all them, and then all these awful emails about hot dogs, and I'm not even going to go into it. These emails were from the pits of hell and show you how they get their political power is through absolute evil. We are fighting demons, literally. It was, it was awful. But anyway, so, but they're wanting us to focus on, oh, we've got these hackers that are getting into our system. I, I, you know, that's a, that's a small thing when we really read the emails and we realize you people are corrupt to the core and evil, full of demons. All right, so that's that was their message. This is our memo, the referral memo. This is how we're going to play this. This is this this is the line of BS that we're going to put out there. You know, these hackers and President Trump's involved with it, and he's bad. And don't anybody talk about Hillary and what she's done. Okay. 
and her and her emails. None of the FBI personnel who agreed to be interviewed could specifically recall receiving this referral memo. I don't recall. They all of a sudden get amnesia. <laughs> they all get amnesia when they talk about anything like this. I don't recall getting this referral memo. It just escapes my mind. I don't recall. Nor did anyone recall the FBI doing anything in response to the referral memo. I, of course, if I don't even remember getting the memo, I don't remember anything that we did in response to that. Except pummel out, destroy Trump, destroy Trump. Otten... Uh, uh, stated that it was possible. He hand-delivered this memo, the referral memo, to the FBI, as he had done with numerous other referral memos, and noted that he typically shared referral memos with the rest of the Crossfire Hurricane investigative team, although he didn't recall he did so in this instance. Oh my goodness, the amount of, uh, <laughs> let me just say, if it was their paycheck, they would have remembered, <laughs> right? It's, yeah, they know, they don't, yeah, they know, they all know. All right, so that's as far as I've gotten. On page 86. I'm sorry I'm not going faster. I have other things that I'm working on too. I've got some really fun things that I'm working on. I think that you guys are really going to enjoy. And uh, I'm so glad there are a lot of people who are who are covering it. But I wanted to do this to to and you know go into each page for uh for us on our Freedom Force Battalion so that we could um kind of understand the players and what exactly they're doing, what they have done against our president. The spying, the lying to the FISA court, the fake seal dossier, all these people who joined in league, how they use this, uh, uh, you know, against President Trump and that Brennan you know, even gotten involved, Obama and all them, and then did this fusion of the CIA and all the other uh, in intelligence agencies all joining together to, to, to attack President Trump absolutely amazing. We are so blessed to have our wonderful president, aren't we? Absolutely amazing. Can you imagine being in that position? And he just, he, 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 he doesn't worry and he still continues to fight. It's amazing. It's absolutely amazing. And it really, you know, gives us the um, backbone to keep standing up and fighting. Isn't that true? All right. So I wanted you to see that. And uh, you got to see this real quick. <laughs> this is so funny because it, this is, uh, this is not from RT news. That's TR, right? So the, somebody made this video up saying, if you too can be a Russian hacker, <laughs> look, check this out. Is this the life you dreamed of? <laughs> the path you chosen? Every morning you wake up and try to get your job. Plotting your route between mass shooting, the BLM protest, the train going off the rails, and the gay pride parade. This is America. But how can you, the common man, change that? Perhaps the good old KGB can help you. <laughs> to contact us, walk up the most suspicious man in a tracksuit in Brighton Beach and say the code phrase, I want to be a Russian hacker. <laughs> you will be contacted. KGB. <laughs> Become our comrade today. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Patriots crack me up on the daily. I love that. Become a, a Russian hacker today. This, we just have to laugh at these people. We have to laugh them to scorn. We're like, this is this is what you came up with. This is what you came up with is that we're all a bunch of Russian bots and Russian hackers. You just you're just a bunch of criminals. You're so, a bunch of two-bit criminals, and you're going to Gitmo. That's all there is to it, because we can't let them. Uh, we've got to destroy them before they destroy America. That's just all there is to it. 
So I want to remind you the wonderful news that's from from God's Word. That's what we always, always, always look at is that we know this is the great day of, of, uh, of awakening and that we're fighting this battle, this epic battle to take down this horrible criminal cabal, this beast of revelation. And so this is where we're headed. Look at this in Isaiah 11, verse 6. The calf and the yearling will be safe with the lion. And the little child will lead them all. The cow will graze near the bear. The cub and the calf will lie down together. The lion will eat like hay like a cow. The baby will play safely near the hole of a cobra. Yes, a little child will put its hand in a, in a nest of deadly snakes without harm. Nothing will hurt or destroy in all my holy mountain. This is where we're headed, you guys. This is the kingdom of Christ on earth. Where these people who've done all this damage to us, they'll be gone. We will look for them and we will not be able to find them. And all that they've done to us... We will, our bodies will be strong, you know, and I know we've had such, such devastation wreaked on us, but we're going to somehow have our health restored. We will, we will. And, and, and there's going to be peace on earth. There's going to be health on earth. There's going to be wellness, everything, wealth on earth, because you can't do all this relaxation if you're, you can't, if you're just struggling to survive all these days of torment and struggle and tribulation will be over. Nothing will hurt or destroy on all my holy mountain. For as the waters fill the sea, so the earth will be filled with people who know the Lord. Everyone will know him, it's, the Bible says in another place, from the least to the greatest. You will not have to tell your neighbor to know the Lord because they'll all know him from the least to the greatest. And that day the heir to David's throne will be a banner of salvation to all the world. I'm making it bigger. Um, the nations will rally to him and the, na and the land where he lives will be a glorious place. In that day, the Lord will reach out his hand a second time to bring back the remnant of his people. Those who remained in Assyria and northern Egypt and southern Egypt, Ethiopia. What's he talking about? Is that we've been scattered. The lost tribes of Israel have been scattered around the world and we're being gathered together. Not physically, like in, a, in, a, in one little room. We're all gathering together to fight against the our enemies isn't this amazing people all over the world not every man woman and child but people all over the world are rising up to fight this criminal network it's it's absolutely amazing and then um, he will raise a flag among the nations and assemble the exiles of, of israel he will gather the scattered people of judah from the ends of the earth that's what we're seeing we're witnessing this it's, that's isaiah 11 and don't forget that you were chosen for this very amazing task. That's why you're here. That's why you're on the Freedom Force Battalion. That's why you're fighting every day. Thank you so much for sharing all this information, this video. Make sure to like, share, and subscribe. Make sure you share all the different social media. Make sure that you go and you join the social media everywhere. There's a social media right there. Join all of that so that we can continue to share all this information. And remember these, um, the 144,000, you're one of those. You have your father's name written on your forehead and you are in here fighting alongside of our Lord. It's absolutely, absolutely amazing. Look at what it says in verse five. They have told no lies. They are without blame. This is because you tell the truth. You're going to speak the truth everywhere you go and you are going to do what's right and what's just for everyone, not only for America, but for all over the world. It's absolutely amazing. If you haven't checked out my books yet, definitely go and check them out. This is um, on uh, Amazon end times if you just look up end times and a thousand years of peace you'll find it immediately and you'll find the other two also this 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 is the first one i wrote end times and a thousand years of peace it's clear as a bell that this is the end times for them 
and how we're going into a thousand years of peace. And then I love major clues from minor prophets. I talk about it from Isaiah and from Joel and from Habakkuk and Nahum. And who knew they were giving us a roadmap of what we're seeing right now. And then every Bible story we've ever read is a, is a roadmap also. 17 Bible stories about how we are destroying the, 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 uh, the deep state criminal cabal. There's no doubt about it. This will give you so much confidence and joy that you will never be afraid of uh, any kind of news, any kind of news. You'll never worry about it. So I think that's everything I wanted to show, uh, share with you today. If you want to go and look at, you can check out the books or you can go right here to the playlist and watch the videos. Like I said, it, I think I checked yesterday. It was 870 videos that I have uh, recorded. And so you can find anything in the world about revelation, anything in the world about biblical astronomy, the lost tribes of Israel, all this was right on there this uh, in this category as well as don't forget to go on to uh, the health you've got to be make sure that you're taking care of your health make sure that you have uh, b boycott the beast detox your house do not put anything in your house that's toxic they're tr they're literally trying to kill us my friend took something the other day some tea she got so violently ill she found out it had cyanide in it traces of cyanide. I'm telling you, boycott the beast. We've got to get everything from, from sources that are really, really good and healthy. We want to support Mike Lindell with, with our wonderful patriots. We, we've got to make sure that we get all these antioxidants so we can be, like I was reading in Isaiah 11, the healthy, uh, the, the healthy generation going from here forward. And they'll be gone and we will live on and on and on. That's what the Bible says. It says that my people will live as long as trees. We've got to get our health back. Okay, so let's let's pray. Thank you so much, Lord, for all that you were uh, exposing. And we're not worried about the stuff that we're finding out because we know that it is exposing for all the world to see that our justice system is gone in America and that we have to rise up and say enough is enough. I pray for every person in America and all over the world that they will all rise up and to, and to speak the truth and to fight against this evil and not allow uh, us to become uh, taken over by them. And that we, we refuse, we will not, uh, we will not go quietly into the night. No, we will stand up. We thank you, Lord, that you, this is the great day that you have breathed into us and that we now can uh, have the words to speak we have your power to speak this truth. It's amazing. It's by your spirit. I thank you, Lord. It's because of your breath that you breathe this life into us. We rose up and they are in great panic, as it says in Revelation eleven eleven. We thank you, Lord, for these bright, amazingly beautiful days that are coming. We just pray that you will just continue to give us the strength and the courage and the, uh, the protection and the provision and everything we need so that we can uh, finish the job that you've given us to do. Thank you that you considered us faithful and you brought us into this amazing task. And uh, we just pray for everyone who's in this position of leadership, especially on this uh, default, like with McCarthy and with Jim Jordan and with Comer and, and Grassley. And of course, our wonderful president, Bannon and James O'Keefe and Elon Musk, all these who are on the front lines fighting. Uh, we just pray that you would protect them and strengthen them and help them. And all those who are doing evil, we pray that you would remove any support that they would be completely hopeless and helpless. They would be, uh, and everything that they attempt to do would come to nothing and it would fail miserably. We pray this all in Jesus name, that they would not be able to, to, uh, to do any more harm to us. Lord, give us that wisdom so that we stay out of their path and stay out of harm's way of any weapon that they have formed against us. We pray in Jesus name. It will not 
prosper. And we, we love you. We thank you. We cannot wait for the earth to be filled with the knowledge of the Lord as the waters fill the sea. We cannot wait for this day. And uh, until then, we just trust your plan. And we pray all this in your great name, King Jesus. Amen. I love you guys so much. I love you with all my heart. I'm so glad we're here together. And I will talk to you later.